Hey everyone, Victoria here. Shadow here. Uh, we're just popping in at the beginning before this episode even starts because we're doing something special this week with our episode. Um, this episode was our very first episode and uh, I know they say like just get stuff out there and then you'll grow and you'll be so impressed um, but I can't believe it it's only been about six months since we released this episode and I can already tell that we've gotten so much better at it but I think it's also nice to revisit uh, our first episode what do you think Vic? Yeah so we're doing a little bit of a throwback today and we're re-releasing episode one um, because we're so proud of how far we've come but we also think episode one is a great one and there's some good valuable stuff in our season one episodes too. So please enjoy everyone and have fun listening. And if you have a wedding coming up, let us know. We would love to hear if you have like pre regrets or (laughs) after regrets, or if you have like, I'm sure weddings bring up all kinds of emotions and that's what we're about here on the let's relieve regret podcast. So please enjoy episode one and learn from our regrets from our weddings. (laughs) Please enjoy episode one. Weddings, everyone. All right. See you next time. Bye. All right. We're doing it. All right. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is Victoria. And I'm Shadow. And welcome to Let's Relieve Regret. Yay. Welcome. So Shadow, how's it going? How's your week going? Oh, it's been a very interesting week over here in Shea Ball. Uh, That's House of Ball for people who don't know French. Uh, (laughs) It's just been a lot of uh, ups and downs all week. Today has been like so far calm. (laughs) And I hope it remains that way while we're recording. Uh, Really interesting coincidences and things like that. But yeah, how about you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well over at Shea Bercia. You might hear my cat in the background, guys. She's been super moody. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a change in weather or what, but she's super meowy and moody. I don't know what's going on with her. But okay. But if if I was gonna say how I'm doing in one word today, I think it would be neutral. I'm feeling neutral. Oh wow. Neutral. Neutral. What about one hmm. word for you? One word for me, and this sounds really weird, but clean. I took like a really good long shower this morning and I'm still feeling that like squeaky clean like feeling on my body, Um, which, yeah, I know sounds really silly, but that's how I'm feeling today. No, that sounds amazing. And I've never answered that question with that, but I'm totally going to now because (laughs) during the pandemic and as the winter comes, as we record this in the winter, listeners, you'll hear probably hear me talk about that I have seasonal affective disorder uh, which is, you know, I get kind of depressed in the winter and I'm diagnosed with seasonal affective disorder, which is not being able to process uh, sunlight and get vitamin D and, and all those things that happen that the body needs. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I get really lazy about is having a shower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and my poor husband, Christian's like, okay, it's been three days. Time to have a shower. I'm totally <laughs> admitting this to you listeners, because that's what this podcast is about. Admitting things that were ashamed of. And That's I was so funny that I'm lazy when it comes to showering when I get depressed. <laughs> All right. That's fair. I took a deep shower because something I'm bad at doing when I'm depressed is cleaning. I really just don't care and clutter piles just pile up everywhere. And in order to make room for recording today, I had to do a lot of cleaning yesterday. Uh, so really, I should have taken a shower before bed. Uh, again, sorry, listeners, uh, I went to bed with <laughs> dust in my hair. Uh, 
and uh, took a shower this morning. And uh, yeah, it felt really, really great to get up and get invigorated in that way. So this is not where I thought our conversation was going to go. Does it ever? Like, why have a plan? Other, another curious question. Cause yeah. for applause. What's your cause for applause for the week? My cause for applause for the week is that I got my printer working and I didn't have to buy a new one. I Yay. thought I would have to, but uh, after some, you know, thin dangling, I was able to get my printer working again. Uh, and I know, again, lots of people are like, why still use a printer? Who cares? I still print. I like having printed things um, as well. I've now become kind of the resident printer for a lot of my friends. Like I get a lot of like shipping labels sent my way and return package labels sent my way. <laughs> uh, and I'm happy to do it because, you know, it, it takes a village. And part of my village is printer supplies, I guess. Honestly, I love having a printer at home too so i hear i hear you i totally hear you so that's cause nice. for applause what about applause applause oppose applause applause uh and what about you what is your cause for applause for the week well my cause for applause is that the sun is out today mm. and again i'm like starving for sun when the days start to get longer it's october as we're recording this so i just went for a 45 minute walk and i feel pretty good about it amazing yeah 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 my husband and i took our dog out together this morning um and we don't do that very often uh before the pandemic we would walk her together a lot but now that we're like both home all day it's like walking the dog is kind of like an escape <laughs> This morning we both went, which was really nice, actually. That's nice. Mm -hmm. All right. So for those of you, if this is your first time listening, we each share a story about shame or regret. And we were started this podcast because we're curious about what would happen if we actually let out those things that are in our monologue or actually had a practice of letting go or were able to relieve our regret and what would happen to the quality of our lives and our self-confidence. So Shadow and I are good friends and we're supporting each other on this journey. So you want to go first today? Yeah, I would love to go first. Right. So what's your story about? Today, my story is about my wedding. Uh, not necessarily the wedding day, but like the leading up to it. All right. Interesting. I'm ready to listen. Great. I regret planning my own wedding. I have an experience I need to let go of to move forward. I regret planning my own wedding. The wedding itself went well, but the stress I felt leading up to the big day was so not worth it. I wish I had someone to help me with the admin stuff during that time so I could have focused on emotional regulation, family stuff, the way my dress fit, the way my shoes went with my dress, practicing the dance. There were so many little things I would have loved to focus on uh, that was spent, you know, elbows deep in table settings and invitations and getting things back to people and getting papers signed off and checks to the right person and all these kinds of life admin stuff that I honestly thought having someone help me with that kind of stuff would have been a waste of money because it's something I already did. Like I did it for a living. Like I planned events for other people and I never had such a serious 
backlog of stuff. What happened was there was a huge rush the uh, the week before the wedding because I had let everything slide, not everything, but a lot of things slide. Um, I needed to really bring in people that week. And it was people who were in the wedding party, people who weren't in the wedding party, uh, friends who could see that I was overwhelmed. And even then I wasn't really asking them for help. I simply threw in the towel and others stepped in. And I'm so thankful for those people. Uh, the consequences I'm missing out on due to holding on to this regret are that I now doubt my ability to plan events. This is holding me back from applying for work in a field that used to bring me a lot of joy. I need to recognize that I did everything I could in the moment with the tools I had. And that's okay. That is who I was then. And I have grown in so many ways. I am relieved because I'm now capable of asking for help when I really, really need it. And I'm also worthy of a career that lights me up from the inside. Curious question. Do you want to be heard just to be heard or do you want feedback? I love feedback. So bring (laughs) it on. (laughs) Okay. So I have a a couple of curious questions. First of all, thank you for sharing. And ironically, my story I'm going to share is about my wedding too today. So, Great. So that's weird. awesome. So uh, it's a wedding theme day today, everybody. I'm wondering if you can explain what you meant by emotional regulation. Oh, okay. So that's actually a new term for me. Something that I didn't bring up in this regret uh, is that at the time I had undiagnosed ADHD uh, and how that shows up for me is I can get real emotional really fast. Uh, It's a lot better now with like training and medication and all that kind of stuff. Diagnoses are great. But at the time, I would just kind of like throw tantrums really quickly. Rage, crying. There was also lots of like family drama going on surrounding the wedding. And I got really involved in that when I could have, you know, maybe stepped aside because I knew everyone would just come on the day anyway. Uh, but yeah, I really let myself get emotionally invested in a way that I had never done with previous events. And of course I did. It was my own wedding, but I thought I'd be able to compartmentalize better than I was able to. Okay. So another curious question just came up, yeah. came, came up uh, for me with that is with the ADHD, Mm-hmm. Are the emotions that you're trying to regulate or that you think you're trying to regulate or when you look back at stories like this one, Mm -hmm. what kind of emotions are they? So you said rage, anger, are those always the emotions you're trying to regulate? Or is there like, uh, how do I put it? Like (laughs) happiness, like over the top happiness? Oh, yeah. Like looking back. Yeah. Yeah. Looking back, of course, um, my emotional range was all over the place. uh, And now it's a little bit more stable. And I actually I'm kind of sad. I guess I mourn the fact that uh, because I'm not crying at the drop of a hat, I'm also not laughing at the drop of a hat. So maybe it's like not necessarily the best, Um, but it was to the level of disruption. Like, even when I was getting my diagnosis, there were questions around like throwing tantrums. And I was like, oh, I don't know if tantrums is the word. And the person filling out my thing with me was like, I would say tantrums is the word. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's really, really interesting. (laughs) Okay, so I have two more curious questions. Yeah. Because obviously, this is a story that you wanted to tell, right? Or you wanted Mm -hmm. to release. And that's why we're here. One curious question is, 
Do you think there are good and bad emotions? I do. I know I'm not supposed to, but yeah, (laughs) I still feel that way. Yeah. I think it's not that there's good or bad emotions. It's just that my regulation ability was so poor that the way I communicated, um, quote unquote, bad emotions was really impactful to the people around me in a way that wasn't productive. And that I regret. I regret like yelling at people when I was overwhelmed. I regret being snarky or just like be giving other people the cold shoulder when I couldn't quite communicate what I wanted. I, I regret those kinds of things. Okay. So my, my last two, my last two like feedback questions or questions, yeah. I guess the way I give feedback is asking questions. Cause I like dive into it is have you planned any events since your wedding? Cause you said one of the regrets um, was that you think that you can't plan wedding. You can't plan events. Well, even though that's something that brought you joy, have you planned anything? Have you planned a birthday I've, party? I've have you planned, planned smaller things for sure, but I used to plan like two to 500 people events with like shoestring budgets. Like it was so simple for me before. And now it's like, there's almost like a wall. There's still a wall there over like, well, if I got this and emotionally drained planning my wedding, maybe planning events isn't for me. Like that was literally the thing I internalized. Um, But also like as someone with ADHD, I also think I can do any job. (laughs) So I actually took event planning off of my like radar because I've been trying to, you know, specialize and become more focused on like the things I am really good at. And because the wedding went so bad, I told myself I'm not good at it. So I took it off the list of potential job streams. So the events that you have done since like birthday parties or whatever, were they successful? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did they bring people joy? Yeah. Did they bring you joy? (laughs) I, again, I, wow, that's a good question. I guess dot, dot, dot. Right. (laughs) Like that's like, that's a, to me a little bit loaded because now it's like events have changed so much. Like where everything's virtual, not everything, but a lot of things shifted to virtual. Uh, and I, I don't really know if I made that shift quite as smoothly as I would have liked. And I commend you on letting, letting this go. Cause I think that this is something that you needed to relieve and let go. Mm-hmm. My last question is, yeah. Are you happily married? <laughs> what an interesting question. <laughs> yes. I'm happily married three and a half years in. Um, and we were together for like a long time before we got married. So it's weird to be like, people are like, oh, three years. Like, it's still so fresh. And it's like, yeah, but we've been living together for 10. So, <laughs> right. So the wedding, so the wedding is just a day. It's, it's a party, mm-hmm. but it's a symbol of starting a life together. Right. So that's what for I sure. believe anyway. So whew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you for sharing shadow. Thank you for hearing me. <laughs> All right. My turn, ironically, Excellent. also a wedding thing. Woo-hoo. All right. So here we go. I have an experience and I think it's more of a feeling that I want to let go of in order to move forward. So here it is. I got married young. Uh, Christian and I were 25 and we were the first people in my generation of my family and the first people kind of in our friend groups to get married And I don't regret that. That's not what I'm talking about today because 
um, there was a lot of, we got married at 25, which I don't actually think is that young, but at the time everybody's like, you're so young. Are you sure you want to get married? And I was like, what's the difference if I get married to him now, or I get married to him 10 years from now, I know that he's the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And, uh, 17 years later, we're still together and thriving. So I don't regret that. That's not what I want to talk about, but that's just to give you a little bit of background. I had no idea how to organize a wedding or to manage two families coming together because I had no examples in my life because we were the first people, the first in our generation, like between my cousins and my brothers, my brother, my sister, his, his brothers and sister, whatever, like we were the first generation in our families to get married. So I had no idea how to organize a wedding or manage a wedding. And we didn't have a lot of money at the time. So we did a destination wedding, which was awesome. I don't regret that. We went to Cuba and got married, which was amazing. But I had no examples in my life of how to manage communities coming together or groups coming together on a, on a deep level. So here's my regret. I let so many people make decisions for me. My grandma, there was this one dress I wanted and my grandma didn't like it. And she really liked this other dress. And it was between those two dresses. So I got the one my grandma got. Um, and I love that dress too. You know, my mom, my mother-in-law, my friends, I, I really, when I look back at who I was then, which was almost 20 years ago, I was really not able to say what my needs were. I was more of a people pleaser and I had a lot of stress around uh, being judged, I think. Right. And I, I didn't really know how to say what my needs were. So, okay. I loved most of my wedding. Okay. So don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that my elders, my mom, my grandma, my mother-in-law helped my sister-in-law. When we got married, we got married in Cuba. All of the bridesmaids had sundresses. They got the same matching sundress, but we went out and picked one together. But my sister-in-law decided that she didn't like the length of it. So she hemmed her dress three inches shorter than everybody else's. <laughs> And then I wanted everybody to wear flip-flops. I wore flip-flops. I bought everybody flip. I bought all the bridesmaids, these beautiful, like white sequin flip-flops. My dad wore sandals with his tuxedo to walk me down the aisle. And my sister-in-law refused to wear them. And she wore three inch high heels. I wish that I'd stood up to my sister-in-law because I still look at those pictures 17 years later. And I'm like, ah, and the other, the lesson to, to learn there and I could have set up the relationship. So instead I just held the anger in and, and was like really mad about it and mad about it for years. The consequence of me holding on to this anger about the three inches shorter, the high heels is that it's preventing me from forming a deeper bond with my sister-in-law. And we've worked really hard at it. I've worked really hard at it, but I do need to let this one thing go. I'm sure. And my sister-in-law is a wonderful person. And consequence of me holding on to that anger is preventing me from forming a deeper bond with my sister-in-law. So I did everything I could in that moment with the tools that I had at that time. And that's okay. That's who I was then. I've grown since then. And I can laugh about it now. I let it go. I am letting it go right now in this moment. And what matters most is my beautiful marriage and not what happened on the wedding day. Oh, that was so excellent. I'm really happy I was on mute because I kept reacting really loudly. <laughs> uh, so, well, uh, before we get into it, did you want to be heard or did you want feedback? 
I'd love feedback. I want to know what your reactions are. Okay, great. <laughs> in in some ways, we had kind of an opposite experience, uh, which is really interesting to me. I feel like I was kind of last uh, in like the friend group. And so was my husband. Like we were all kind of, you know, and a lot of people kept being like, oh, finally, like our wedding invitation actually even said finally in it. So you you talk a lot about like the decision kind of not being in your hands, but what about the destination wedding part of it? Was that your decision? Oh, so that's super interesting. That's an interesting story. We didn't really think about it, but it, it ultimately was our decision. But we were hanging around with my family um, and we had had some wine and we were just hanging around in my mm. family's family room. And uh, it was before we got engaged. And my dad said, I have an idea. How about you two get engaged? And we all go on a family vacation. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and then like, I, I don't know if my dad knew that Christian was going to propose to me at the time or not, but then we, we got like engaged shortly thereafter. And so he kind of planted the seed, but it was a good decision. I'm glad we did it because nice. It was a beautiful way to bring two families together because we had a week long vacation together as well. So mm-hmm. I guess the answer to your question is it was kind of our decision, but the seed was planted right for that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Would you consider doing a vow renewal? This is so interesting because I thought about it for our 10 year wedding anniversary, but at our 10 year wedding anniversary, I was actually going through which listeners, you'll hear me talk about many times I was going through, um, a mental, mental breakdown, a burnout from work, overwhelmed from work. And I was, I left my job and I wasn't, I had anxiety, depression. I wasn't able, I wasn't able to function basically. Mm-hmm. And then our 15 year wedding anniversary was during the pandemic right? <laughs> during lockdown. So it's something that I have thought about. I've brought it up with him. He's iffy on it. Cause he's like, we had one marriage like yeah one wedding whatever but yeah 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 it's definitely something I think that could wash the slate clean in some way about having a party and just enjoying everybody's comfort company and mm-hmm. and just celebrating our families and celebrating us too so yeah it's it's on the table it's on the table for me uh, I had my wedding party all wear converse uh including Ooh, myself and so similar uh but then afterwards, uh, my brother admitted to me that the converse are so flat that they ended up uh, flaring up his like uh, plantar fasciitis. And I was also having plantar fasciitis. And I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, I can't believe I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I, I do feel a little bit bad about that, but also not at all, because wearing converse uh, was way better than wearing heels. Under yeah. The dress. And I have a new life rule. I refuse to wear heels now. I turned 40. I'm never wearing heels again, everybody. That's my life rule. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm <laughs> finding as I get a little bit older, I'm looking for not necessarily a heel, but definitely like a raised footbed, like a bit of a wedge, like a little a wedge, bit of a, like, like a little wedge, wedge, a little like extra foot inch around the heel. I, uh, I'm loving that. I'm loving that. But that's like not for looks. It's literally for how it impacts my walking. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, when I dress up, I'm not wearing heels anymore. I'm yeah, done. Fair enough. I'm over it. Yeah. I release it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I'm over it. Uh, are you happily married? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little too fast. Like, can we get a little bit of elaboration? On that? You know, um, I've been married for 
we've been together for 17 years and married mm-hmm. for 15 going on 16. And um, yeah, there's been lots of ups and downs, but I'm so happy that we are both the kind of people that have the frame of mind to communicate with each other and to acknowledge and work on things together. And we're constantly working on things together. You know, Mm -hmm. no marriage is perfect, Mm -hmm. but most of the time it's pretty great. And I'm so happy that I have someone to move through my life with that supports me that always has my back because really I believe to be emotionally healthy and mentally healthy. You need to have at least one person in your corner, whoever that is. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your husband. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe it's your sibling, whatever it is, but we need to have one person, at least one person in our corner. And, and that's really all, all we're asking for when we're not feeling so great about ourselves is to feel supported and loved. So that's why I love this question. Do you want to be heard or do you want feedback? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you just want to be heard, but you want someone that loves you to hear you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he's pretty great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I've heard some pretty great things. So uh, I'll hopefully meet him one day mm-hmm. and I will wear flip flops if I'm asked to. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I actually I, I, I can't quite make the joke yet, but I feel like there's something there around like you wanted to like stand up for yourself about flops yeah like (laughs) there's like a there's like a definitely like funny kind of like I stood my ground yeah something there tiny little flip so maybe at our at our vow renewal I'll put something in there yeah flip-flops also known as thongs I hate calling them thongs but flip-flops yeah 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 I've always called them flip-flops as well um I think people who call them thongs like know what they're doing like they're hoping to get like that reaction right that's my uh take true on story it. true story yeah, yeah. well so, thank you for listening and thank you for the feedback thank you for sharing and being so open uh it's funny I, I talked about family drama but I like didn't give any specifics and <laughs> now I'm like oh should I give more specifics but uh that's all right <laughs> I'm not going to <laughs> this is the journey for us right and and this is why we're doing the podcast this is mm-hmm. our experiment everybody out there listening this is our experiment and you're along for the ride with us to see how practicing letting go, practicing relieving shame and regrets, how it will mm-hmm. affect the quality of our lives um, and the quality of our inner monologue. So this is the process. So let's keep growing together. Love that. Uh, and how do you suggest we grow together? We're going to keep sharing. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> how do you suggest we grow together? I was hoping you would show us how to do a breathing exercise, (laughs) Uh, but uh... (laughs) all right. So part of, part of a letting go practice, I believe is structure. Part of anything in our life is structure. So let's add a little structure to our sharing and let's finish it off with three breaths of letting go. If you're out there in the world listening and you are able to stop and breathe with us, please do. We're going to take three breaths on the first breath. I want you to say yourself, I release pressure and expectations. (sighs) On the second breath, I want you to say to yourself, I relieve my regrets. My past does not define me. (sighs) And on the third breath, I want you to say to yourself, I am excited to move forward. 
I'm excited to move forward. I'm excited to move forward. Thank you, everybody, for being with us today. Thank you to my co-host, Shadow. Thank you, Victoria. (laughs) And we will see you and hear you next time. Bye, everybody.